Dr. Luis Sandoval is accomplished in the fields of mental health and spiritual warfare. A medical doctor, board certified in neurology, psychiatry, and family medicine, he is also a psychiatrist for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange Ministry of Healing and Deliverance. Now, Dr. Luis Sandoval. All right, well, welcome to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're listening to the Dr. Luis Sandoval Show here on this wonderful Thursday, December 23rd, coming up on the Christmas season here, well, coming up on Christmas Day, and I want to wish everybody a happy Advent as we're coming to the close of Advent, and we've got Christmas coming up in two days, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm very happy for for the holiday coming up, the birth of Christ that we celebrate, um, you know, at, at the beginning of our liturgical year here, just after the Advent season. Advent preparing us for that. Um, why don't we get started with the Angelus like we normally do here at the top of the noon hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, o Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today, folks, we're talking about the holidays. We're talking about Christmas coming up, and I always wish everybody a happy uh, Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year, of course, after that. Um, and we're always talking about how happy the holidays are. And, you know, Merry Christmas, and what gifts are you getting? And everybody's looking forward to, you know, exchanging gifts and being with family. Hopefully, we're looking forward to that. But I say everybody's looking forward to it. But at the same time, this can be a very, very tricky time for a lot of people. You know, the holidays are like this mandatory happy time or we think we're supposed to be happy or there's this expectation that we're going to be happy at all times. But but it doesn't always happen that way. And notice whenever we start with the angels here at the noon hour, we always end it with the prayer to St. Michael. Um, and the reason I, I mentioned that right now is one, I want to mention our spiritual warfare conference coming up. It is our eighth annual spiritual warfare conference. It's going to be January 29th and 30th, 2022. Uh, so in about a month's time here, uh, just over a month, you can still register online. I know that the in-person registration has filled up um, and it's going to be um, yeah, it's standing room only there. 
at this point. And so when you register online at our website at virginmostpowerful.org, you can register for the virtual conference for the auditory. Uh, you're going to get the, the recordings. Um, and I always personally like having the recordings. You know, being there at the conference is great. I think there's a great energy and it's great to be around other people who also share our faith and who really want to learn more about how can we get closer to Christ and what do we do to avoid this enemy that's trying to keep us from Christ. Um, so that's always fun to be there. But really, I get a lot more out of it when I go back and I listen to the lectures again, when I can stop and just on my own time when I'm driving or when it's quiet, you know, I pick up something new every time. And I think that that's always helpful. So I encourage everybody to get the audio recordings uh, as well. Even if you can't be there in person, definitely sign up online and you can do that. The conference is going to be at the St. Joseph Catholic Church in Pomona at 1150 West Holt Avenue. We're going to have great speakers. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger is going to be there. Uh, we're going to have Jesse Romero, of course, Dr. Dan Schneider and Kyle Clement uh, giving us lectures and talks on spiritual warfare. So I encourage everybody again to go to our website, virginmostpowerful.org and sign up and go ahead and get the um, the audio recordings for that. I think it's going to be uh, very much worthwhile. Well, why do I bring this up as we're talking about the holidays? Because the holidays can be a very tricky time. Um, you know, we get this idea that we're supposed to be happy, we're supposed to uh, be joyous, and there is a joy to the holidays. There is something very happy happening. Uh, there's going to be the birth of Christ that we celebrate, right? And so Advent, we're anticipating it. We have our hope, we have our faith, we have our love, and we have peace, hopefully, and we look forward to the birth of Christ, uh, the, yeah, the birth of Christ, the nativity of our Lord that we celebrate Christmas morning. That can easily get lost, though, in society. And so today's show is about how can we combat the holiday blues and how can we avoid and keep up our warfare against anything that's going to affect us or make us feel less joyful this holiday season. And notice, I mentioned holiday blues. I didn't talk about straight clinical depression or clinical anxiety or clinical bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or anything like that. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that in particular today. What I will say in terms of that is sometimes people's depression or anxiety can heighten uh, during the holidays. And if you're already in treatment or you're getting medication, you're seeing a therapist, a psychiatrist, or your primary care physician, I encourage you that if you start to feel bad or you start to feel more depressed or sad or anything along those lines, uh, go ahead and reach out. Reach out to your therapist or whoever's prescribing you medication um, and see if you don't need an adjustment during this time. I have a lot of patients who during the winter season uh, don't feel quite as good and they say, you know, I, can't, I think I need to increase my medication a little bit or can we add something to it so that I can adjust my medication to be, feel a little bit more stable because the holidays do worsen my depression or my anxiety and that's fine. And that's, you know, I encourage everybody to do that, especially if you are in treatment. What I do want to mention in today's show, though, is, um, and always, let me back up a little bit, if you ever start to feel more depressed to the point where you want to end your life or hurt yourself or, you know, you notice that you're headed down that path, definitely reach out for sure uh, to either your therapist, your, your psychiatrist, whoever's treating you, but there is a national um, suicide hotline, uh, and let me just get that number up and just mention it um, because it's always good to have that on hand. Let me see here. And that number, there's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that number is 1-800-273-TALK. In other words, it's 1-800-273-8255. So if you ever start feeling that way, 
uh, reach out, talk to somebody. I think it makes a world of difference. It makes people feel a lot better. Um, but what I'm talking about today is just for the general public or anybody who's suffering from mental illness, this can happen on top of that, um, is that during the holiday season, there's three things that can happen that can bring us down to what we would call the holiday blues, different from clinical uh, depression, clinical uh, anxieties or, or psychiatric issues. The holiday blues are a little bit different in that we start to feel kind of down. We don't know why. Sometimes we call it just a bit of a melancholy type feeling. You know, we go out to the stores, everything's dressed up, as we say, in holiday style. It looks like a whole lot of Santa Clauses and reds and greens and reindeer and candy canes and all these different things going on. Um, but for whatever reason, instead of finding joy in all of that, we start to feel kind of down. A lot of people say, you know, I just kind of feel sad during this time. And uh, I don't know why. I think it's because I think of all the people who don't have a whole lot, you know, especially if we're exchanging gifts or we happen to be in a position where, you know, we're doing okay financially or we feel like we're comfortable or anything along those lines. It can very easily lead people to feelings of guilt. But let's talk about three things that can happen, three things to look out for, three steps um, that I advise my patients about and that I advise my friends about um, to look out for during this holiday season. Um, and then we're going to talk on the show about how to combat each one of those and how to get back to finding joy, uh, the true joy uh, that we find as we celebrate the birth of Christ. So one of the first things that can happen is that we start to experience sadness and worry different from depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety, when we talk about them in a clinical sense, are very debilitating. Uh, you know, people start to feel like they can't function, can't even get out of bed, don't feel like talking to anybody, uh, really isolate, and, 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 uh, but they don't know why they're isolating. You know, they're, just, they're not even aware of it sometimes. They're just feeling so down that they're by themselves, and other people around them might notice it before they do. And that can be a tricky situation. But what I'm talking about here is just kind of a sadness and a worry, you know, that can start to creep up on us. Uh, general sadness in terms of sometimes it can be anything that can trigger it, really. Uh, sometimes people are sad because they start to feel like, you know, gosh, there's so many homeless people out there. There's people who are all alone during the holidays who have no family. And I kind of feel sad for them. You know, I wish I could uh, enjoy and celebrate and, uh, you know, with my own family and, and just in my own environment. But I keep thinking about, about these people and I, I keep feeling like there's nothing that can be done for them. I feel, start to feel like there, there's no reason to really celebrate. I can't enjoy a celebratory season because there's a lot of sadness in the world. And so that's a level of sadness. And I, the, the reason I distinguish that from depression is because when we start feeling sad like that, it's normal to feel melancholy. It's almost kind of like we hear a sad song or we see a movie that impacts us with a theme of sadness in there, a theme of, of I wouldn't say depression, but a theme of a, a sad story or a tragedy or something. And we're left with a heavy feeling inside of ourselves. That can happen. You know, does that this mean that we need medication? No, but it's important to listen to that too um, because we want to be aware, we want to make sure that it doesn't snowball into a deeper, deeper uh, depression or into a more intense feeling. If we are feeling sad, we want to keep it at that level and say, it's okay to feel sad. How do we process this? But the same thing can happen with worry. And for whatever reason, this is a great time to worry during these holiday seasons. You know, there's been many different reasons why people tell me that they worry. One of them is the usual, I haven't bought anybody uh, what I wanted to get them for uh, Christmas presents. You know, I feel like I'm going to um, mess up and I'm going to get really bad gifts or I'm not going to, I'm going to forget somebody on my list or I'm going to do something and people aren't going to be, um, you know, appreciative and, you know, I'm going to, this is just concerning me, you know, or I have to get to the store, I go to the shopping mall or I go wherever it is I go and 
everything's so stressed and, and rushed and I can't find a parking spot and there's people everywhere and you know every, everybody's in a bad mood because they're trying to reach out for that one gift. And that can cause me a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety in that sense. Not clinical anxiety because I can still function and I can still run these errands, but this can happen and this is very, very common because during the season there is a lot of hustle and bustle. There is a lot of rush. And the biggest thing is there is a lot of expectations. We're going to talk more about these expectations when we come back from the break. All right. Well, welcome back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're listening to the Dr. Lee Sandoval Show. Welcome to the clinic. Uh, again, we're talking about our spiritual health, our mental health, and our physical health, especially during this holiday season, especially when we can start to feel holiday blues. And really, what are holiday blues? What is it that we're really that we should really um, describe them as? Really, it's when we're feeling stressed out, and like I, we were talking about anxiety and sadness. Because, but it surrounds a holiday season, you know? So we notice that this comes on and what we call our holiday season usually starts, uh, we consider it Thanksgiving, you know, because it's the first time of family gathering. So from Thanksgiving through Christmas through New Year's, um, we, people start to experience these heightened emotions um, and it can be very, very challenging. But the most important thing to remember is that we're not alone. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk about why can, people can feel depressed or anxious when we left before the break. We were talking about worries, a lot of worries and anxieties, you know, over finding the perfect gift, over um, making sure that our checklist is, is taken care of. But there's other things that we need to consider too. You know, when we start thinking about family gatherings, you know, we, we want to celebrate the birth of Christ. We want to celebrate a new year. We want to celebrate being grateful to our Lord on Thanksgiving and something happens you know, we become human. And what do I mean by that? Well, we have family gatherings, right? And so as we gather together as families, we start to become very human in the sense that we start getting together and we can't deny that there can be family stress, right? Because sometimes we can start getting into lots of arguments. And this year, the last couple of years, actually, in particular, all these arguments have come up and different arguments have come up surrounding um, a lot of different things that have been tearing the family apart. One of them is politics. You know, people start talking about politics in the last few years, last few election cycles have been very, very divisive uh, to our country and to our family. Why? Because some people have very, very strong feelings about what they feel is right or wrong on their side and they pick a side. But the biggest challenge is we start to vilify the other side, right? So if I pick a side, we've we've gone down to right and wrong. Um, And if I pick a side, I'm right and they're wrong. And all of a sudden dialogue stops or uh, whatever little dialogue is there is very tense because I don't want to ask the wrong question. I don't want to say the wrong thing. If I say something the wrong way, boy, they're going to say that I'm this or that. I'm going to be labeled. Um, or are we doing the same thing? If somebody believes a certain thing, are we labeling them? Are we isolating from them? You know, we got to look at that because this causes a whole lot of stress. All of a sudden we feel obliged during the holiday season to get together as a family or to get together with our family members. But you know, we really don't want to because we know it's going to be stressful. Um, you know, there are lots of sensitive topics out there right now regarding surrounding the pandemic, surrounding vaccines, surrounding politics, and any of these things can cause a rift in the family because people might not be comfortable being around each other 
Because all of a sudden, these ideas, these thoughts have become greater than who we are. And that's the biggest danger that we have when we start, you know, drawing a line in the sand and deciding, you know, this is right, this is wrong. You know, now we got to stand for what's right or wrong in the eyes of the faith. There's no question about that when it comes to Christ. Even he tells us, you know, I came here to cause division. Why? Because he is the ultimate um, truth. He is the ultimate right or wrong or the ultimate right that opposes wrong. And that's important to consider when we are making decisions where we have to separate from family or we're going to make decisions where we're going to no longer be talking to family members. You know, the question is why? Um, If it's a matter of faith, if it's a matter of Christ, what I always tell my listeners, anybody who follows the Catholic faith is sometimes, you know, the dialogue has to stop because both parties can't come to an agreement. But in our Catholic faith, we're going to hold true. We're going to hold strong to our beliefs and we're going to leave that door for dialogue open. What does that look like? It means, you know, this is what I believe. This is what I know to be true. And I'm going to be honest about it. And we can talk about it, but don't try to convince me otherwise or don't vilify me because this is what I believe. You know, this can be very stressful during the holiday season. And if we hold on to that and we tell the other person, look, we, we might need to change topics. We might need to discuss something different. But this is what the truth is. Sometimes it might cause divisions in the family where we're no longer going to speak. Other times, hopefully, it can make it so that we take a step back and we respect each other's differences. That doesn't mean that I cave or that I agree with the other person. It just means that I respect you enough that I'm going to hold on to what I know is true. And I'm not going to use the truth if you're not ready for it as a punching bag, as a um, measuring stick for you or anything along those lines. But if you ask me something, I am going to be honest about it. So that can cause a lot of stress, meaning with family. The other thing is finances can be a big source of stress during this holiday, during any holiday season, because people really do feel like I need to get the perfect gift or I need to get the most expensive gift for uh, my loved one. And what if I don't have the finances? What if I don't have the money? Am I going to go into debt? Some people actually do. Some people rack up credit card debt and they just assume, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for it later. Um, but you know, we got to keep on living later and we still have a life where we, there's no such thing as a month where we don't spend money. Um, and so we got to keep that in mind as well, you know, that we're going to be reaching out to people and, um, hopefully the thought really is what counts, uh, when it comes to giving gifts, but gift giving can be very, very stressful. And then the other thing that can also create a whole lot of stress and sadness in our life is that there is this expectation that our decorations, our get togethers, our parties, um, are, have to be perfect, you know, and that there's this level of perfection. Where do we see this? We see this in commercials a lot. Whenever people are trying to sell us things, we're supposed to have the perfect gift and the perfect gift means a brand new car with a big red bow on it. Or the perfect gift means, you know, you had this great vacation up in the cabins, uh, and we know where there's a roaring fire and there's perfectly laid out snow that just barely came down, but it didn't impede anybody from getting there and everybody's fine and looking great. You know, we have all this pressure, you know, and sometimes we have this pressure to, I have to bake the perfect turkey or make these perfect pastries and they have to be, they, they have to look like they're professional. Um, and if I don't do it, boy, then this holiday season is ruined. I have to have a perfect holiday. We want everybody to say, oh, this is the best Christmas ever. Um, and we start to really get wrapped up into the festivities and the decorations and all these things that 
obviously are very nice. Who doesn't like to go to a house that is well decorated? Of course, you know, that's always very welcoming. Who doesn't like to be, uh, you know, have the, the outside of the house look nice uh, with nice lights and clean and a clean look about it? Um, but the reality is life is happening and, and we can't always get to that. If we have to tend to children, if we have to tend to our spouse, we have to tend to our family, our loved ones. Um, how many people are taking care of their parents who might not be doing well, who might be bedridden, and they have to do a whole lot for them. This happens all the time. And so, you know, when we don't have time to stop and decorate everything the way we think it should be decorated, that can be very, very frustrating for people. The other thing to consider about the holidays that can be very hard, and this is very much a reality, uh, different from these other stresses, because these other stresses, you know, whether I'm going to argue with family or whether I'm going to worry about overspending, we have some control over that. I, I have control over what I tell my family members. I have control over how much I choose to spend or what I decide is a good gift. Um, I, I do have control over that. And I do also have control over my own emotions in terms of, uh, gosh, if the house doesn't look perfect, how much am I going to worry about that? Or what's my degree of perfect? What's my expectation of perfect? One of the things that's very hard during the holidays, though, and that I want people to pay attention to is sometimes there's sadness uh, that surrounds our holidays because of the loss of loved ones. Um, you know, uh, life still happens. Even if it's the holidays, life is still happening. And we can have the loss of our family members, our uncles, our aunts, our parents, our brothers, our, our siblings, you know, uh, brothers and sisters. Um, and it's very hard to mourn the death of a loved one because uh, during the holidays, because that's really what the holiday season is about. Why are we stressed about having to get together as a family? Because that's what we do during the holidays. We're supposed to celebrate each other and we're supposed to celebrate our relationship to each other and that God gave us to each other and that God gave each of us this gift of existence and life. And it can be very hard if we have a loved one who passed away and we're mourning their death during the holiday season and we wish that they were here with us and we don't know what to do about that because they're not here and they actually made our holiday brighter and we were actually would look forward to, to seeing them during the holiday season. That can be very, very hard. These are all things that can create the holiday blues, cause the holiday blues. Um, and, you know, you start seeing changes in our eating habits, our sleeping habits, more irritable, more tired, uh, we have trouble concentrating, uh, and we'll have situational Santa. Sometimes we might just be a little bit more sensitive to things uh, emotionally, and we're not sure why. And it wouldn't be uncommon to have a lack of joy. Like I said, some people have a melancholy during the season. They start to feel like there's no pleasure in activities that they used to enjoy. Now, that's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that way during the holiday season. At what point, Dr. Sandoval, does this become a problem though? At what point do I have to start to consider, you know, is this a little bit more than just the holiday blues? Well, this is what I would say. This is where we troubleshoot. So there's a lot of reason to be sad and to be anxious during the season. And we already talked about that. But what can happen if we don't get those emotions under control? If we don't get those feelings under control? This is very important to pay attention to because we can start to spiral downward. And this is what, where I worry about uh, for people because we forget that we're supposed to really celebrate the holiday season and we start to lose focus about what we're supposed to celebrate. One of the things that we start, what starts to happen is all of a sudden we start to feel like we're failures. And with feelings of failing, we start to experience negative self-talk. I want people to pay attention to this because this is important uh, to consider. We're gonna talk about a case when we come back uh, from the next break but we start to experience negative self-talk. And what does that sound like? What does that look like and sound like? Well, you know, as we're not accomplishing what we're hoping to accomplish on our checkoff list, we start to tell ourselves, gosh, I'm not that good. Who could possibly like me? 
I don't like myself at this time. You know, of course that person was mean to me in the store. You know, that's what I deserve. I'm no good, really. You know, I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to be uh, um, cared for. You know, if nobody gives me any presents during this holiday season, well, of course, you know, why? Why would they? Because I don't think people really like me that much. You know, why would they like me? I don't think I like myself. I don't know how to make friends. You know, I, I push people away because I'm not, I'm not that important. And if people don't pay attention to me, that's okay. It's my, you know, it's my own fault, but I don't know how to fix that. We start to experience these things or we wake up in the morning and, and we do something wrong and say, oh, I'm always making that mistake. Be careful of the always and the nevers. You know, I can never do anything right. I'm always making that mistake. I'm always pushing people away. Those, those statements aren't true. They're that negative self-talk, those automatic thoughts we talk about, uh, especially if we're doing CBT therapy. But we got to pay attention to that and we got to challenge that. This is what we got to fight. So we start having these thoughts. We really got to fight them and we really got to be able to say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, so the thought's there, but how true is it? Hard to distinguish sometimes, right? So, and the negative self-talk can be about other people too, you know? That person's never going to like me. Um, And one of the questions I would have is, why are we trying to get other people to like me? You know, this is where I think people are going to like us naturally, when we start to like ourselves, and that can be very hard when there's a whole lot of negativity in our brains, when we start to tell ourselves lies about ourselves, that can be very, very challenging. The biggest problem that comes out of this, though, is we start with a negative self-talk, and we start telling ourselves that we're no good, and that's going to lead to isolation and loneliness, and this is where it gets really dangerous. This is where we start to spiral into potential clinical depression and clinical anxiety beyond the holiday blues. It's okay to experience these symptoms during the holiday season. We all experience it because the holidays are actually kind of an artificial setting. You know, we, we do this artificial decoration for a few months and then we take it down and people are nice to each other and they say, oh, you know, it's the holidays. It's Christmas. I'll do I'll do this favor for you because it's Christmas. Well, what if it weren't Christmas? Why aren't we going to celebrate each other even if it's not Christmas time? When we start with a negative self-talk and we don't really take that step back and realize, you know, this is just one time of the year we can start to experience isolation and loneliness and that's where it gets dangerous. We start to become, we start to get into ourselves more than getting out of ourselves and seeing all the beauty that is around us. We're going to have a, a patient case when we come back from the break to discuss all of this. So we'll see you on the other side. All right. Well, welcome back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're listening to the Dr. Lee Sandoval Show here uh, on this wonderful Thursday uh, afternoon, right before our Christmas uh, holiday. Here today's the 23rd. We got Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas Day coming up on Saturday. Boy, those are it's an exciting time and especially exciting um, if we do have a wonderful time where we can get together with our family. We have great plans uh, set up, and we have uh, um, you know expecting to see family and kids and whatnot, but, um, it's not like that for everybody, you know, and we remember that. And then today's show, we're talking about how do we beat the holiday blues if we aren't exactly feeling that cheer and that joy that we think we're supposed to be feeling or that we see what we think other people are experiencing. You know, one of the things that can be very hard, like I was saying, is that we can start to have that negative self-talk and we can start feeling lonely and isolated. And that can be a little bit dangerous um, if we're not careful, you know, especially when we're getting, you know, anybody who's on social media and that social media giants out there, 
um, people get on social media and they start to see pictures of families getting their, um, you know, uh, they're all in their holiday gear, whether it be their Christmas pajamas or dressed up in formal wear and in front of a Christmas tree or out somewhere. And boy, they start to feel like that family's got it all together. That's, that's, that family's perfect. And I'm so far behind and what's wrong with me. And we start to feel inadequate really, because we see what we think is the perfect lives that other people are living. But really what we're seeing is one quick snapshot, you know, of these people. I have a patient who, who would actually fit that bill. Um, this patient, you know, always dressed very, very professionally, very well. Um, if you saw this person in the street, you would think they have their act together, drive a very, very nice car. Um, and they have, they're, they're professionals, you know, they're just coming to see me for some mild, uh, depression and anxiety. That's very easily taken care of with medication. No big deal. But on top of that, they do experience blues during the holidays. And you would never guess it. You would think that their life is perfect because we judge perfection based on how we see somebody doing materially. Uh, but let me uh, share this with you. They allowed me to share this. Uh, of course, it's going to stay anonymous. But this is a, a, um, a email they sent to me. And it says, Dr. Sandoval, I am not doing well. It says, so much stuff has happened since we last spoke. And I'm really feeling the suicidal urge more now than in a long time. I say that to you and no one else because I, because you know I struggle with it a lot, but telling you and getting it off my chest helps to make me think twice. Now that's really, really important. This is an important situation. You know, this, this patient, um, they're telling me right away that they're feeling the suicidal urge um, and it's stronger now, especially during the holiday season. This happens to them every year. They're not aware of it the way I'm aware of it because every time we feel something, it's intense and it feels like it's in that moment. Um, but um, there, every time it happens to them, I think, oh yeah, that's right. This happens every year. I have to take it seriously. I have to make sure that, you know, we're in contact and that they, that they know that they can call for help. And I get, they have the suicide hotline number that I gave out before. Um, you know, and I'm going to give it out one more time because especially if we're talking about things like this, it's important to have that number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You can call that number if you ever start to feel like you want to hurt yourself or you're not in a good place. But the important thing to listen to here is that, um, this patient says, I say that to you and no one else, because you know, I struggle with it a lot, but telling you and getting it off my chest helps to make me think twice. So one of the things is that if you are feeling this way, if you are getting to the point where you're feeling lonely and isolated, what's one of the ways to fight this? Well, the first way to fight it is you got to talk to somebody. You got to, you know, reverse that. We got to combat that. Why? Because in our Christian world, when we start feeling that way, we fall, we can fall into the sin of despair, right? And what a great time for, if we are feeling despair for any negative entity, any negative energy, anything from the dark side to come in and start to play with our minds and make us believe that there's nothing but darkness and that there's not going to be any light and all of our problems are always going to be there and that there's not going to be a solution for our problems or you know what? There are solutions for every for everybody else's problems, but not mine. No, mine are different. I, I can never experience any good. That's very common to feel that way when we are feeling that loneliness, when we are feeling isolated. It's that negative self-talk. And I say negative self-talk, but I hope that the thoughts we have to distinguish, are these thoughts mine? Or do I feel like I need to uh, stop and pray a little bit because there might be some negative entity who's trying to give me negative thoughts that aren't my own and that I don't want around, um, but they're still there. And that can be very challenging. You know, the enemy doesn't stop working just because it's the holiday season. And so we have to remember that. We have to keep our prayer life up. This is why Advent is important as a preparation, as a time to, to renew our hearts to Christ. Because when we start to do that, 
then we start to see what the real meaning of the holiday season is. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the last part of our show. Uh, but let's go on with this. So important, you know, feeling like I want to hurt myself. But as I say this to you, it makes me think twice. Reach out to somebody. You're going to notice that you're going to feel a lot better. And if somebody, let's say you're the person somebody reaches out to, it's okay. It can be a little bit scary at times where we say, oh my goodness, this person feels this way or they're thinking this. Um, what do I say? What do I do? They just told me that they wanted to hurt themselves. The first thing you just want to do is listen. You know, we don't have to have the solutions. We don't have to have the answers. But if somebody's coming to us to tell us that, they're unburdening themselves because that's a very, very heavy burden. To feel like I don't want to live anymore, to feel like life is not worth living, that can be really hard, but very common during the holiday season. So if somebody shares that with you, my response would be, well, tell me more about that. Why are you feeling that way? The one thing that I would ask is, do you have a plan? Do you think you're going to do that today? Um, if you notice or you feel like they're in an immediate danger, I would recommend getting them to the emergency department. You can always call 911 and specify and say, you know, I have a friend who's who's going through a depression or feeling like they want to hurt themselves. I think they need mental health help um, because it can be, if 911 doesn't know what you're calling about, they could worry and they could just send strictly police over uh, without an ambulance or some way to get this person to a hospital or get them the help they need. Um, and that's very, very important in these situations. Now, this person goes on to say, I'm always concerned about everybody else's feelings and I would hate if anybody in my family took their own lives and I understand that suicide is selfish to do, um, but I'm afraid that I'm losing this battle. Now they feel this way every year. Um, that's not to say that I'm not concerned or not worried or I don't take it seriously, but it's also good to understand when you're talking to somebody, are they just expressing a really heavy, deep pit in their heart uh, of darkness at that time where they'd rather not exist or do they have a plan in place? That's the most important thing I always ask. Do you have a plan? Um, and this is what they say. They say, why do they feel like they're losing this battle? They say, because it's been one of the hardest months. Christmas is here and we normally decorate. Um, she says, all beautiful, um, just like you would see in a department store. Again, it's that expectation, right? What do I do at Christmas time? I told you this person has their life together. They, they really look put together and I would expect no less. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they have this idea of, or that, that they say that they decorate just like they would in a department store because that's their expectation for themselves that everything has to look picture perfect, movie perfect, department store perfect. Um, and she says, super fancy, so many expensive decorations and different theme scenes all over the house um, that we usually start doing it just uh, right after Thanksgiving. Um, you know, because there's a lot of decoration to do. Uh, and they're saying even our packages get decorated uh, like we do a professional job. Um, you know, so she's got all these. But this year, uh, have not been doing that. She says, I feel like uh, all this, well, probably more than anything else, the the expectation um, is sucking the holiday spirit because now this is where uh, this person is dealing with their father who's not doing well physically uh, and they're bed bound. She's saying that her father is always crying and is in pain, needs medication all the time. Um, and she says, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, they have home health people that go and help. Um, but this is interfering with this person's expectation for the holiday season that can be very hard, right? And then the other thing that came up with this was their health is coming down too. This is a difficult time for this family and some of us might be able to relate because if we have family members that we have to look after, that we have to care for, is us caring for our family member, do we have a feeling that it's interfering with us celebrating our holiday season? That can be a tough position to be in, 
because all of a sudden there's that holiday expectation. No, the holidays are supposed to be perfect. I'm supposed to have these decorations out. Everything's supposed to look just like it looks on TV, in the movies, things of that nature. If it's not looking that way, somehow I'm failing. There's a failure here. Uh, I, did, I didn't celebrate the holiday the way I'm supposed to. And all of a sudden I'm no good. We go back to that negative self-talk, right? I'm no good because I'm not getting to this uh, holiday expectation. I'm not decorating the way I should. And why am I not decorating? Because I'm inter- I'm being interfered with. Uh, there's a distraction here, and the distraction is me taking care of my family member who's sick, you know. And they, they it seems like they're getting worse. Uh, even if we have home health, nothing seems to be working. And I don't feel like I should put my life on pause and the holiday on pause for this. They should they should be okay. Sometimes we have these feelings. These feelings can come up. It's very normal. Why? Because we get frustrated. We start getting what we call caregiver burnout. So the person who's caring for the person who's not well they start to get sick too. And that's what's happening to, to this patient. They're starting to get sick. They're not feeling good. And their own physical ailments are starting to manifest and get more intense. And that can be very challenging because now all of a sudden, not only is the holiday not happening the way it's supposed to, my family member's not doing well, and now I'm getting sick and that's a problem. How am I, gonna, how am I supposed to get through this holiday season? That negative self-talk, everything is a failure. Notice I use the word everything. Be careful with the words everything, always, nevers. You know, everything's a failure. I'm always doing things wrong. I'm never going to be as good as everybody else in the holiday season. And, you know, there, this was, I didn't pass this test. And sometimes we make it seem like the holiday seasons are a big test of how we're doing. What does that lead to? That feeling of worry. I'm worried that I'm no good now, you know, and I'm feeling bummed out. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling sad. Why? Because nothing's right. Nothing's the way it's supposed to be. And my family's falling apart. And I don't even know how to take care of my, my family anymore because even home health isn't doing it right. That can be hard. It's so overwhelming. These expectations we put on each, on ourselves. Um, and think, let's take a step back and think about why we do this. Why do we even put these expectations on ourselves? You know, is it really something that we want? Um, or can we find happiness in the situation that's happening around us? We're going to have to really focus on that because how do we get out of these holiday blues? How do we fight it? How do we cope? It's not easy. You know, it's never easy to do that. But there's ways that we can do that and there's ways that we can approach it. We're going to start by looking at a few of these ways um, here. And then after the break, we're going to look at what's our what's a Catholic approach to it. So these are just some general practical ways that you might hear from a therapist or a doctor or a friend. Um you know, you got to look for, one of the ways was looking for ways to release harmful emotions. So these harmful emotions, just like I was saying, this negative self-talk, how do I get rid of that? Well, guess what? The first thing is, just like if somebody's feeling like they're going to hurt themselves, the first thing is talking to somebody. Talk to somebody else about how you feel. Airing it out really helps out a lot. It can be a therapist. It can be a friend. Um, it can be another doctor. But believe it or not, even writing in a journal how you feel, putting those feelings on paper, sometimes helps to get them off of our chest and out of our way um, and no longer as much a burden because we can take that paper and get rid of it. We can read it and see how realistic is it that I'm feeling this way. It's really a good way to be a mirror and a sounding to ourselves. More about this when we come back from the break. All right. Well, welcome back to Dr. Luis Sandoval show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Hope your holiday season is going well. Happy Advent to everybody and a soon to be very Merry Christmas. Today, we're talking about the holiday blues and this can happen to anybody really. 
Um, one of the things is that we start to feel guilty. We start to feel isolated. Um, and we start to feel wonder if it does happen to you or any of us. Um, we start to wonder, why is this happening? What's wrong with me? And there really is nothing wrong with us. It's a normal, normal human emotion to feel this way. We talked about lots of different reasons why this might come on. But if you start to feel depressed or sad, or you start noticing that there's negative self-talk going on, or you're you know, telling yourself you're not as good um, as other people, um, or things along those lines, and you start to notice that you're getting isolated, and you're, you're really not going out to people, it's time to go and talk to somebody. It's time to go and talk to a friend, reach out. I was talking about even writing in a journal be, you know, might help. Um, getting your thoughts on on paper. Uh, don't forget to get out, walk around, exercise, do something because even getting up and moving around will change the energy um, that you're experiencing inside, the energy of the room around you, um, hopefully to make it much more positive. <clears throat> so that's one of the ways to do it is one, start to find a way to release those harmful emotions. Um, another way to do it is we talked about the expectations and we got to take a step back really and ask ourselves, what's realistic for me this holiday season? If I think every holiday season is the same, then, and, and I have to repeat the same formula every year, that's going to be a little bit challenging. Um, why? Because all of a sudden every year is different. You know, our lives aren't the same. I'm not the same age every year and, and there's different things that are happening. Yes, it's great to hold on to tradition. Some things do have to happen every year, such as December 25th is going to be Christmas Day, but it's going to be Christmas Day no matter what, whether I'm in a good mood, in a bad mood, if I'm, you know, feeling like I'm accomplishing things or if I feel, if I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything, it's still going to be Christmas. So that's still going to happen. Um, the differences with the expectations is, Let's look at the each year realistically, you know, like last year during quarantine, it would have been unrealistic to say, hey, the whole family has to get together because travel might have been extremely challenging. It might not have been allowed in your area. There's a lot of different things that come into play and we kind of have to roll with those punches. So setting those expectations is really important. Um, you know, again, part of that is the always, you know, I always have to do this or I must do this or the shoulds or I never do this. You know, this doesn't have to happen. Um then it, it can be very challenging if we're always doing that because we, we have to look at the situation and we got to say, you know what, this year, this is the way it's gonna, we're going to be able to celebrate the holidays. And maybe it's going to take a phone call. Maybe it's going to be a FaceTime meeting, a Zoom meeting, something along those lines uh, that can happen. And that's good. You know, that, that can be a, a, a happy time. Um, if we start to realize that, you know, this is what we're able to do this year and I'm grateful for what I was able to do. Having that sense of gratitude is going to be very, very important. Focusing on the positive is going to be very, very important because again, if I start focusing on everything that can go wrong, well, there's lots that can go wrong and there's lots that probably does go wrong every year. I don't know of anybody who's ever had a perfect holiday. Um, and if anybody feels like they do, they're usually pretty, they walk away sometimes sad because then they wonder why was it so perfect? Believe it or not, there is an irony to that. Um, another thing that's going to be important is making sure that you're still taking care of yourself. You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the holiday season that we stop, you know, to even eat correctly or or stop uh, uh, sleeping correctly because we're up all night trying to either put gifts together or accomplish certain things, you know. And the lack of sleep, believe it or not, lack of sleep can be horrible. It's not just horrible on the physical part of things. It's really hard to stay in good shape or to think clearly when we're not, or I should just say to stay in good shape when we can't sleep. But the next part is the thinking clearly. If we're not sleeping cognitively, we're not going to be sharp. We're not going to be doing, uh, we're not going to be ourselves in that respect. Um, and that can be really, really hard. We're not going to be doing our best. And then guess what? We get into this vicious cycle of I'm tired. I can't think clearly. I'm not accomplishing what, I, what I'm hoping to accomplish. So I start the negative self-talk. 
And with the negative self-talk where I'm no good, I can never accomplish anything I want to accomplish, then all of a sudden I start to feel bad, right? And cognitively I start to feeling down and I start to lack energy. It's just a vicious cycle and we don't want to get into that vicious cycle, especially during this holiday season. You know, for some people, believe it or not, get those lights on in the house, especially uh, with the starker weather. The bright lights, that's going to affect the way our brains work. When we see uh, a sunny disposition, you know, we say a sunny disposition, really what it comes down to is if we can see bright lights, the brain registers that, and we actually start to get in a good mood. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of a light box, but they actually sell something called a light box out there. And there's these boxes where they turn on bright light and they expose people to the, to the light in these boxes. It's almost just like having a big lamp next to you. And with that lamp, all of a sudden it tells the brain to wake up and to be alert and to be focused and to be, and the brain gets into a better mood. Another thing you can do is actually just smile. Just get out there and just put out a smile for, you know, allow yourself to smile. Even if you say, well, there's no real reason to smile right now, Dr. Sandoval, it's okay. Stop and smile. Watch what happens to your body. You, you go ahead and smile. Think about Jesus being born in the manger and think about Jesus coming to the world for us. If that puts a smile on your face, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, that's, that's, we got to talk, but that's going to put a smile on your face. And with that smile, the body actually starts to change. Our, our disposition changes. We start to feel lighter. Our metabolism works better. Everything happens better when we're smiling. Um, the other thing to consider during this holiday season as well, when you're taking care of yourself is be careful with the alcohol. Um, and a lot of people turn to alcohol and drugs during the season because they think it's either celebratory or to help them cope with their sadness. But the alcohol and the drugs, it's going to bring the brain down. There's no way about it. There's no two cents about it. That's just what happens. So uh, when people drink excessively and people say, you know, oh, Dr. Samuel, I can't have a glass of wine or two. No, that's fine. You know, a, a drinking moderately or, or, or lightly, that's fine. But when people start to say, well, you know, at the parties, oh, I had a little bit too much. Don't be surprised if a day or two later you're feeling down or depressed. That's what happens to our system. That's what alcohol can do to our system. Um, So just be aware of that. One of the really, really important things is acknowledging grief. Now, this one can be really hard because like I said, you know, a lot of things can be in our control, but when we lose a loved one, we're going to, you're going to say, Dr. Samuel, how was that in my control? You know, that's in God's time and that's correct. So, but what can we do about it? You know, gosh, I, I, A lot of people feel angry with God. A lot of people feel regret because they say, I wasn't able to tell my aunt, my uncle, my brother or sister how much I love them. You know, they passed away and we were arguing. The first thing to remember is as Catholics, we believe that even though we pass on to the next life, even though our physical bodies are, our our time on this earth is done and our physical bodies have passed away, um, that doesn't mean that it's the end of the road for us, right? So we believe that there is an eternal life where we're going to see each other again and we will still be able to make up for uh, any kind of loss or any kind of, of uh, uh, shortages that we had here on earth um, and in a more perfect way because now we're going to do it all with the love of Christ in front of us. And that's what's going to be important. You know, it's okay if we're grieving. It's okay to feel sad over the loss of a loved one. But I think it's more important to acknowledge that. Try not to hide that down and say, oh, no, no, it's fine. No, if I'm feeling sad about it, I'm going to be sad about it. If I want, if I need to go visit my loved one in the in the uh, cemetery and that's going to help, then by golly, that's what I'll do, you know, because that's what's going to help our system. That's what's going to help acknowledge what's really happening. I would dare say all that stuff is fine and dandy, but the most important thing to remember and the most important thing during this holiday season, if we are experiencing the holiday blues is one, take a step back, ask yourself why. Am I being realistic? 
Is it because I have these expectations? Is it because I think that the holiday should be a certain way? Is it because I'm giving myself negative self-talk where I'm not being honest with myself? Um, or is it because we're losing focus of what the holiday is really about? We're losing focus about what Christmas is all about. And if we don't stop and remember that there is the birth of Christ happening and that Christ is going to be born, that Christ came to the earth to be born for us and to redeem us, boy, then we're going to miss out. And then there's real reason to be depressed because if the whole reason for the holiday is for me to give gifts to somebody or to get gifts from somebody and that's it, well, that can happen any time of the year. That can happen. That happens on birthdays. That happens uh, on other occasions where people say, oh, look, I got this for you. I'll say, okay, that's wonderful. But why are we celebrating Christmas? Let's look at this. Let's look at a Bible passage here. This is, this is very, uh, you know, if we're going to have a Catholic perspective on Christmas, this is coming from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12 to 16. Um, it's titled, Death and Adam, Life in Christ. So here's what St. Paul tells us. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, right, and death through sin, that was through Adam, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. This is where it's okay. We've, we've all done bad. You know, we look, at, we look around during the holiday season and it's easy to judge other people, but I got to take a step back and judge myself and say, you know, I'm included in that. Um, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not only the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come, a type of the one who was to come, and that's Jesus Christ. But listen to this. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. Christ is that free gift. Christ gave himself freely for us. This is what we've got to remember to celebrate. This is what we've got to remember to talk about to our kids uh, during the Christmas season, to each other about during the Christmas season. When we say Merry Christmas, you know, in the Eastern church, you know, Christ is born. Glorify him is the answer. And they talk about Christ is born. Let's not forget why we're celebrating this. Christ is born and he came as the gift. Christ is the gift. When we're worried about gifts of Christmas and, you know, you see all these holiday specials, oh boy, Christmas is ruined because Santa can't get his sleigh off or because they can't get the gifts out of, you know, Santa's workshop or because Santa can't make it down the chimneys, you know, and they start saying, oh, Christmas is ruined. Well, that's sending a very different message from what Christmas really is. Why would Christmas be ruined? It really, at the end of the day, that makes it about about gift give, about gift getting, really, because they're talking about Santa giving gifts and us getting gifts from Santa, right? That's that's what it comes down to for Christmas for a lot of people, and that's going to be depressing because we're missing out the main point. Jesus is the gift of Christmas. God gave Himself freely so that we could get to heaven. That's really what, that's really the gift. If that doesn't bring a smile to our face. I don't know about the Christmas cookies or how well the house is decorated, but Christmas is still happening. This is why I said, regardless of what's happening around us, December 25th is still happening. The birth of Christ is still happening. And that's God's way of telling us, look, this we're going to celebrate this every year no matter what's happening because I'm giving you the gift of me every single year, no matter what, whether you're in a good place or in a bad place, whether you feel you're in a, a holy place or a sinful place, I'm still giving you the gift of me. This is from Matthew 2, chapter 2. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. That's how we get rid of the holiday blues. 
We become like the wise men. We look for the star of Christ. That's the decoration that we need. If you put nothing else up in your house, put up the star of David over a manger because that's what's going to lead us to the true meaning of Christmas, to the truth of Christmas, to the only reason for Christmas is the gift of Christ in our lives. The gift that God is here to justify us and to say, I am here to redeem you. I am coming on Christmas Day to be a gift to abolish your sins so that you can be with me in eternity. That's what Christmas is about. It's not just about Easter and the resurrection. Yes, we're going to celebrate the resurrection. But this season, don't forget, it's the gift of Christ and we're all getting it. It's there. Go to confession. Go to communion. Make sure that we give the gift of ourselves to Christ this holiday season the way he gives the gift to us. Until next week, this is Dr. Sandoval saying Merry Christmas.